Welcome to the State of the Old Republic Ouija Podcast. After a thousand years, Korriban is ours again. You will decide the fate of the Jedi, the Republic, the galaxy. Lay down your weapons. First things first. My pets are ready to play. Are you? I suppose there's no rule against Padawans joining combat missions. Great. Now you see me, now you don't. Taking your first step into a larger world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again. We have taken a quite a long hiatus, if I do say so myself, from doing the podcast, but we are back once again and trying to get everything flowing like it used to. My name is Jume Hadai, and I'm the host of the Saints 3G podcast, which covers God Guild and gaming, and I have along with me my two co-hosts, Sandwich Man, I'm finally back, yay! And we have a special guest co-host today. Friends call me either Gabby or Uncle Gabe. Theo! Oh, my bad. Had to throw a little bilingual in there, you know. (laughs) I get Spanish credits for doing the podcast, too, sometimes. All right, so we have a brief overview of what we're going to be doing today, and Bacon will be covering that for us. Thank you, thank you, Joe May. Well, we are going to be in Romans 14 for our verse. We have a lovely community cantina, and you've already met our special guest, or at least one of them, Gabby. Hopefully we're also going to have our PvP division commander, Monk, on a little later to talk some PvP-ness about the Saints. That's right. Well, good deal, good deal. Alright, so our podcast goes pretty simple. We do our God section because God is the most important thing to our guild. It's the focus. It's what we, we're built upon, unlike some other guilds. We have our guild section because, hey, from God to family, right? And then what's, what's, what brings us all together, our common bond, is our, is our gaming section. So we'll talk about it in that order. So now we head into our God section. enter our guide section we'll start off with a prayer and praise report and Gabby will cover that information for us as you know we have over 650 members within Saints of the Old Republic and one of the things that we get a lot of positive feedback on is opportunities to pray for one another so section in our forum we have a prayer uh, praise and prayer request section and several people have posted here that we're going to share with you and If you would, take time, pray for these people because they really do covet your prayers. First prayer request we have here is from Scotty. His wife is dealing with colon cancer. Um, If you've dealt with cancer before, you know how serious that can be. Uh, Vicky's posted the fact that she's dealing with a hyperthyroid and that she's really praying that the doctors will give them wisdom on how to deal with that. NYG also asked if you would pray for his anxiety attacks. And we have Eloc here with heart and blood pressure problems and employment issues. Another member of Soder, his name's Crescent, uh, dealing with abdominal pains. 
and as well as speed knob with uh oh my i don't know if i can uh let's see if i can pronounce this uh trigeminal uh neuralgia i'm not a doctor i, I hopefully i pronounced that correctly this sounded good Oh, yeah. sound good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't take your word for it, because if I don't, it means I have to say it. So that sounded good. Hey, God, yeah. God knows what you mean. That's all the counts, Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So we also have also Danny. Danny's asked, uh, is dealing with bone cancer. And uh, Recklin's asked us to pray for his brother. His brother's uh, dealing with the issues of pneumonia. And he's really asking that uh, the Lord would really heal his brother on that. Um, do we have enough time for a couple more? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Because we have a large prayer requests list of prayer We're not going to cover everybody, but we'll, we'll do a couple more. Oh, that's then, great. Then we'll say a prayer. Good. Good. Yes. We also have uh, prayer meetings once a week that we have on our TeamSpeak forums with Saints of the Old Republic. And we're getting a lot of positive feedback from members joining us in these prayer, this time of prayer requests. But what we nice, have what here, nice are we to prayer meetings? Brother J.O. has us starting off her nights at 1 o'clock. And I think it is um, 7.30 Eastern time he has it set at. Maybe 7 o'clock Eastern time. Um, but you can always check on the forums on that. We had a large group this this night. We had about uh, five or six people join us, which was really fantastic. Good deal, good deal. It's good to have the prayer meetings come back. All right, if you can say a prayer for our prayer request, that would be appreciated. Sure, let's pray. Lord, we want to come before you, Lord, and thank you so much that you are a God that hears us. Lord, you're not a God of stone. You're not a God of wood. You're not a God that is arbitrarily in an imagination, but, Lord, you're real, and you do hear our prayers. So we bring these prayer requests before you, Lord, and we ask you, if you would, please, just touch each of these lives, Lord. There are a lot of people hurting, not just on these specific prayer requests, Lord, but there's a lot of people who listen to our podcasts that are really having, Lord, troubles and hurting issues. And we just ask you, Lord, please, that you would make yourself real in each of our lives, Lord, and that you would take these prayer requests, Lord, and answer each one to your glory and to your honor. You're so good to us, Lord. You've provided for us. You've protected us. And we just lift you up and glorify you. In Christ's name do we pray this. Amen. 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 And now we always like to cover a Bible verse and do a little expanding on the thoughts of that verse. So today's verse will be Romans 14 verses 19 through 21 and it goes a little something like let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food all food is clean but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother to fall and the reason I picked that particular verse is as we've ventured into our game, our main game of tour, 
we've had a few issues on, on our team speak and our chat services where people have said things that have offended other people. And then when we come back and we say, hey, could you please not say that? People are like, well, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me to say that words. Why am I getting, why is somebody bothering, why is somebody talking to me about saying this? Well, the reason is we're trying to edify one another here. We're trying to build each other up. And I think we have a list on like the, on like the website, but I don't want to get specifically into the list. I want to get into the intention of it. And the purpose of it is we don't want to drag each other down by language in our chats and our in our team speaking things of that nature. We're all here to have fun. We're all here to enjoy our gaming. We don't want people not wanting to join into the guild for the exact reasons that they joined the guild because they couldn't stand the team speak of their previous guilds. What are you talking about, Joe May? We're Christians? What? Believe it or not, yeah. Mm, quite and interesting we, and, indeed. And we actually expect our guildies to act like Christians. Yeah, this is definitely a big thing uh, that's dealt with in, in Romans 14 as a whole. You know, it's talked a lot about Christian liberties, and, and the biggest thing um, emphasized is, you know, do not do something that you have no problem with but causes your brother to stumble. Because if you do that, well, then you're indeed responsible for it. You know, I go to my church, and there's a bunch of guys who um, have, like, alcoholic or drug backgrounds, and so they don't drink, and if I would, if I would to go over there and, you know, just, or if we were going out, you know, and I'd grab something, some alcohol, for me to do that would be wrong of me, knowing that they have, you know, alcoholic pasts. Yeah, you could take somebody's 12-step program that's been going good for, you know, the last 500 days and throw it all under the bus because you've been drunk a beer in front of them. But even yeah. worse, even even to a smaller extent beyond that, you know, I, we want to talk about the fact that we have teenagers in our guild. Um, we want to not have them use the same language that their worldly friends use because here it's supposed to be a place of edification. It's supposed to have a different culture than they have out in the world. You're absolutely right, Joe May. Also keep in mind what First Corinthians 8 points out, that we don't use our liberties to cause a weaker brother to stumble. Yes. They shall know you by your love. For one another. It's a crazy thing to think about, but I mean, I, I know sometimes it's hard, um, you know, if, if you offend somebody or, you know, if you have something that's just like your habitual word, I guess, to say, and, you know, it doesn't offend you and it doesn't offend the people around you normally, but in the guild, you know, we have a lot of different people from uh, different backgrounds, different, you know, countries, different parts of the world even, um, which is been interesting, you know, from different uh, kind of cultural bad words and whatnot, how they quite vary. But the most important thing is to, if they know that they're swearing and they're just doing it, then, you know, you should probably report that. But if it's something that offends you, I think that you shouldn't just necessarily report it to the people. Um, but maybe, you know, just say something quite tactfully, you know, do you mind not 
not saying that or using that that word in TeamSpeak, you know? If your brother offend ye, take it up with him. Exactly. Don't just go huffing and puffing into the corner and say, I can't believe he did that to me. <laughs> he, he still has no idea that he did it. Exactly. Yes, you're right. So I think there just has to be, you know, a lot of tact on tactfully uh, talking on both ends, you know. Yeah. We need to guard our mouths as well as making sure that if somebody offends us, we don't just, just report them, you know, to... Uh, to some of the people in the guild. Yeah. And the other side of that, if somebody comes and asks you, could you please not keep in mind the reason we're saying this verse? If if you offend your brother, don't do it. So if they say, could you please not say that? To, how dare you say? try and tell me what to do or say? I'm a grown person. I can say what I want. Don't do Don't do that. Please. Please don't. Or we will find you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have anything else you want to add, Gabby? No, I think you hit it right on the head. You know, Jesus Christ does give us liberties. and But he tells us don't use those liberties for an occasion of the flesh. If a weaker brother is among you, we, we have to minister to the needs of our, our brothers and sisters in Christ. The, the language, uh, bad language does corrupt good morals. And we need to constantly be in our vigil to encourage one another to live for Jesus Christ. And if I went off and started using foul language on TeamSpeak or on the forums, that wouldn't be um, a way I could encourage my brothers and sisters. Instead, I need to come to them as a servant, with a servant's heart, humbly, and just say, hey, listen, we need to point to Jesus Christ. This type of language isn't good. It's not wholesome. Amen. Okay, and that will bring it into our God section for today. And now we move into our guild section, the family, familia, all of our good people that have joined us here in in Sotor. We'll cover some interesting points, and Bacon will take the lead on that. All right, thank you. Thank you, Julemay. We got uh, quite a lot of community spotlight as we haven't really had a podcast in a while, but we kind of condensed it down to the most important things. Just a couple um, of weeks. Yeah, you know, it, it's been a while. Um, I think Tor being out kind of uh, contributed to that a bit. But uh, first up, we have the crafting division had their third successful charity drive. Um, basically, this was to raise some credits to get the... Uh, the cargo bays available for our crafters, people in the crafting division, so that they can have more space to hold all the mats that they need and to be able to craft, you know, what they can for the guild. So it was sent out by Varus, who is uh, the crafting division commander, the quartermaster, awesome dude. He's in charge of all that n- nice crafting stuff. Did you get anything made for yourself, Julmay? I have had, oh man, I bugged Ace of Death. <laughs> um, I think I've had him make, make me about six or seven barrels along the way. I bugged Ferris all the time. Then I'll start my, my, my um, what am I running, a sage now? 
I'm yeah. bugging him. I need I need some orange. I need some orange pants, Ferris. <laughs> orange. And some boots, some nice shiny boots to go with it. Um I don't, I, need, I do need a hat also, but I don't want one of the big poofy hats. I think it's mm, no, no. Something simple. It's fine. I'm I I'm I'm cool with that. I don't think you can find a simple hat for a sage. A headband? Yeah, I don't know. They it's more like a headdress, you know, Queen Amidala. Is what you get to wear. <sighs> Even as a guy. <laughs> but that's somewhat beside the point. But yeah, we yeah. have our, our crafting right. division. You know, create stuff, you know, just hit them up, ask them in game, you know, if there's anybody um to make mods or enhancements or you know different stuff for your orange gear um they know a lot um so use you know use the resources that we got uh, next up in our pve division our saints have been doing some quite a good time raiding our progression team is currently four out of five on nightmare mode uh for eternity vault and uh, they're, the only problems they've been having on the last boss, Soa, is uh, some bugs. But they're in there right now. Uh, we'll see if they get them down or not. And they <coughs> are... Uh, <coughs> but can, can I bug you for a moment? <laughs> Maybe. No, noob alert here. Um, what does 4 out of 5 mean? Oh, that means 4 out of 5 bosses are down. Okay. I mean, I've killed them. I thought that's what it meant, but I wasn't sure. You know, hey, Like I said, noob alert. It's four-fifths, you know, fractions. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Complicated math, but... Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're well underway to uh, to plowing through, um, getting some good kills um, on our server, which is pretty awesome. We also have our uh, PvP division, which um, Monk will talk a little bit about later. Oh, we had a blast day on the other Yeah? How many saints do we have together? And I think we got up to like 15, 16. All in a raid group? Yes. So you just went around killing Sith or? Yeah, it was, it was probably, I think it was about, about as many Sith on the planet as there were Republic. So it was pretty good. We went back and forth many, many times. Cool, cool. Uh, the next division we have is uh, headed up by the Prime Minister, NYG. Uh, he just had this little announcement that we're going to get out, is um, the rules for becoming a saint has changed a bit. Um, we have IOTC requirements now for our members. Um, basically, the the way that this is going to work now is you have to be actively posting on the forums. On our forums, you have to go through the IOTC and uh, you have to have a minimum of 14 days in the guild, which is two weeks. You know, Joel May, just in case you didn't know that. Weeks, 14 days. Fortnite, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I you going old school. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps it up for our community spotlight. We got uh, any threads that need to be read, Gabby? 
A couple things we have here on the forums posted. Uh, Joe May started off a really good thread on relating to finding Datacrons in Tor. If you've played Star Wars The Old Republic long enough, you'll know the importance of Datacrons. They're located all over the um, Star Wars universe here, and it's important because it helps your character improve his attributes. Um, we have several posts here by players on videos on how to obtain these datacrons or how to find them. They're usually well hid, or worse yet, I remember um, that they're not easy to get to. And the thread post that we do have here is very, very good. A lot of responses that we're getting, especially from Zach and uh, Rennick and Rogue Renegade, saying that the information provided here on the forums is really valuable to the players. The other thread that we have is an attention to all raiders. Uh, please read. Uh, this was made by Alia. Uh, Alia pointed out the fact the that raiding is a little bit different than PvP and PvE because raiding requires a large focus on a very, very serious boss. And if you do it incorrectly, not only do you wind up get dying a hot death, but all your raid members usually will follow right behind you. Um, criterias. There's several criterias on dealing with the raids. Uh, the important issue with criteria number one is the gear, making sure that you have the right gear set up, getting that confirmed with your raid leader, uh, group makeup, coordinating each member. Uh, so not only are you working as an individual, but more importantly, you're working as a team. So the group makeup is very, very important. Cohesion, teamwork. Um, the team, oh, the raid teams I've been involved with are very, very critical that you must be greater than the sum of your parts. And this is where teamwork steps in. Preparation, don't need to say much about that. And class play. You know, you don't need someone who's tanking um, wanting to do the DPS. You have to know what your class is. You know how to need to know how to play it well. These two threads are found on our Saints of the Old Republic forums. Um, I'd like to encourage you to check them out and read them and improve your skills in raiding and in finding those datacrons. Good deal, good deal. Thank you much, Gabby. A little tidbit there, and we move to the cantina. <clears throat> <laughs> All Come right. on, Gabby, I didn't hear you do-do-doing along with us. Um, I, I, I was speechless. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a long time. I've waited over a month to do that. Oh, yeah. You saw how I was like, oh, my favorite mm -hmm. All right. Clear the throat. So, so our community canteen, we get questions from our guildies, and they want to know what's going on. They Sometimes they ask some highly intellectual questions that make you say, hmm. And sometimes they ask some questions that just make you want to go, Ugh. 
Okay, so let's start off. I'll let you decide which one is, which one is which. Verisol asks, "Who's going to be? Who's going to finish all the class storylines first? Mm, I vote Bacon. <coughs> Excuse me. Me. That's I'm, like eight classes to level up. How many classes? Just Fifty. How many, how many tunes do you have, Bacon? Right now. Uh huh. Well, I have eight on our server. Uh huh. And six on the Empire server. Uh-huh. And? But, uh, that's gonna take a lot of time to level all those guys up to 50. Well, well seeing that most people probably probably won't get past the second tune to 50. Mm. I still have my money on you. Or at least I don't know. I, I, I at least have the brownies that I took from jail last week on you. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I've Ono's been leveling... Like crazy, and I don't know how much of an altaholic he is, but he's got his second 50 already. That I do know, but, you know, to get to 850s, that's a... Uh, that's a lot of grinding. Yeah. Maybe we'll just have to make it, you know, all the class storylines on the Republic side. And yeah. then, you know, the Sith side, that's an entirely different story. Second question from Verisol. Which planets do you like, dislike the most from what you've played, played and seen? Terrace. Terrace. You like that uh, one the most? Oh, I can't stand the Ragouls. Why not? Can't can we just give like a Ragoo flu or something and just wipe them all out? <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, Darth Malak already did that to the planet. You know, and that somehow survived. Oh, yeah. They're worse than cockroaches, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I hate you all. So okay. what planet do you like? What planet do I like? I like the Alderaan. Yeah? Yeah. I do uh, like Alderaan, too. I don't know if it was... What do you guys like about Alderaan? Oh, the the landscape that they did on Alderaan is awesome. That's a beautiful, beautiful planet. Yes, it is. I mean, the variety of things between, you know, having snow-capped mountains to... The um, green rolling hills and the, yes. the sea. And it's now one that, of the first one of the planets where you also start to encounter... Imperials consistently. Tatooine, you'll see them every now and then. You'll even, you know, run across. But on Alderaan, you're gonna run into some imps. Well, now that's the planet that Darth Vader kind of redecorated, right? Yeah, Grant, the Grand Moff kind of, you know, he he put some, he put the he, he put the put death the, in the Death Star. Pretty much. <laughs> he wake up, Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, Alderaan's definitely one of my favorite planets just to kind of hang out in. What's that one guy's t-shirt says? Alderaan, the five-day forecast. Mm -hmm. Monday, partly cloudy, 95 degrees. Tuesday, partly cloudy, 94 degrees. Wednesday, 2 million degrees. Boom. Thursday, gone. (laughs) There was no report for Thursday. There is none. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Alderaan's definitely my favorite planet. I just love the storyline on it. You yes. know, I was talking about horse house. Not horse out. Not horse out. <laughs> but house. House Organa. And just kind of like seeing the different houses and how they play together. Yes. 
Very Plus, cool. It's, Very it's cool. beautiful, beautiful. Um, my my least favorite planet's probably I don't know. It might be Terrace, but I'm thinking I'm leaning more towards Coruscant, just because I hate all the running you have to do on Coruscant. And you don't have sprint till halfway through it. Yeah. And then and and then the zone that you get sprint on is three times as long. Yeah. So you have to run even farther. But yeah, I think I, Coruscant's probably my least favorite planet. I can I can kill you know the Rackles. I can handle them. Coming a zombie, zombie killing pro. <laughs> but, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the next question we got is from Psalm Buddy. Psalm Body, is it worth putting mods on a lower level tune? Now, basically, I talked to him a little bit earlier, and he's talking about orange gear, mm-hmm. and he was talking about is it worth it to uh, always be constantly updating your your gear? So what do you think, Joel May? Depends on your experience and how fast you're moving. Um, what car- what companion character you have? Say if you're if you're running around and you're a tank and you have a healer behind you, and you can take the damage and you know what you're doing, eh, not necessarily. If you're a noob like I was running around with with the with still being wet behind the ears, you want your mods. Yeah, but I mean, he's also talking about like, I mean, if you got an orange piece that you actually like, especially a chest piece, well, you can definitely like mod it up. I mean, even if you get like some purple armor, you can usually just kind of rip the mods out and put it back in, you know, the pe- chest piece that you like. Um, but I mean, honestly, I, I just kind of like, if I have an orange piece of gear, it lasts me longer than my greens or my blues yep. usually do. You know, it'll last me maybe 10, 20 levels. You know, if I get some mods, I'll throw it in. And it just kind of extends, you know, the long, the length and longevity that I have the piece. That's, that's why I went Cybertech on my main character, because I wanted to be able to make the armor and the mods. That way, I, would, I wouldn't always be hunting for gear. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to have to go replace my chest piece. You know, every few levels, I wanted to just be able to throw in a mod and have my chess piece be up to date for where I was. And it's definitely nice being able to make your own mods, or you know, even you know, asking guild. There's there's a lot of people that are cybertech or uh, artifice uh, can make enhancements, and that'll basically fill up all all the slots to your orange pieces if you really want to keep them. Um, but I mean, dedicating too much time, you really don't have to. I mean, I'd just, I'd just pick up, like, if, if a chess piece is, like, supremely better, I'm just going to drop it and pick up the new one, you know? Sometimes it's better to replace than to replace the mod slots all the time, but... It is true, it is true. And, and if you get a drop that's going to be better, you don't have to worry about that time around, do you? Exactly. Next okay. up. That's good advice. Also, um, what, if you do get drops, um, wouldn't it just be worth your while to, if it's a better mod, to throw it on your one of your minions, um, yes. even if you, you know, you, you're not really looking to improve. If it's there, it's there. Oh, you, th- you definitely want to keep your companions geared up into the level. Otherwise, you die. Or they'll die. 
Yeah. Well, if they die, more than likely you're going to be right behind them in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Unless your uh, ears aren't too wet. What you trying to say, huh? <laughs> uh, what you trying no. to say, huh? I'm just saying that uh, if, you, if your ears aren't too wet, you might actually be able to survive. And if you didn't pull, like, th- three elites. <laughs> or if you did like I did on Tatooine. The, the world boss there the, the little <laughs> skull that's on the ground I oh, didn't know that? what it was for I'm running across oh, what's that click ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know just 30 40 foot tall monster comes out of the ground and out of nowhere boom like Debo <laughs> I think he flattened you oh yeah it, it wasn't even funny <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking it's pretty funny to watch. <laughs> not to experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe the repair bill's not too funny, but... Yeah. Glad you're sharing your troubles with us to give us joy. Hey, no problem. <laughs> Don't All mind right. being laughed at. Mm-hmm. The next question up uh, was asked by St. Dorjan. He basically wants to know about how raid groups are, are being formed and, you know, are we going to be hardcore, you know, are we going to be really competitive or more casual. And basically we have um, three or four, I think maybe even now five different raid groups. Um, but we have, like, one progression team, you know, which we mentioned earlier. They're getting through the content pretty quickly and they're a lot more competitive. Um, but a lot of our other groups are kind of little bit more casual. I mean, we still, a lot of them, actually, a couple of them are starting to do, you know, hard modes now, just because uh, a lot of them are geared up, and, and they want to do some harder content, so. But yeah, I mean, for a lot of these uh, raids, it's a lot more casual um, type thing, but we're, we definitely, it's important to know, you know, what you want to do, and and who you're with, and, you know, it's kind of the raiding mentality, you know. You you want to kill bosses, you want to get loot, and you want to kind of do that. So, if Thigs was here, you know, he had a baby. But if he was here, he would be able to explain it, you know, just like that. But since he's not, I'll have to do it for him. He's elbow high in dirty diapers right now, so yeah. All right, that uh, wraps up my questions. You got any, Gabby? No, well, uh, let's see. It says, joyfully, um, me asked, uh, can I send you my four-year-old? What does he mean by that? It's actually a her, but... <laughs> oh, sorry about that, Joy! <laughs> I don't know. I, I think maybe uh, her fo- four-year-old is uh, bugging her a bit. Yeah, it's more I like the... Say- was it? Take my wife, please. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I what? The, who is the youngest person in our group? Does Tobiah. anyone know? Tobiah. Okay. I think he's thirteen. More around there. Yeah, my son's sixteen. And I think we have a couple sixteen-year-olds uh, <laughs> in our guild already. So you don't want a four-year-old? Oh, she's a four-year-old no. little girl, the cutest thing. She yeah. was uh, telling me the other day how Jesus loves me and how he died for my sins. That is great. It was so precious. Verisal asked, one last question here is, if Bioware released a Gungan playable race, how would you react? <sighs> Please, I'm going home! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was pretty good. That is very good. Yeah. I wasn't practiced at all, you know, just off the cuff. I, w- I will go dark side just so I can kill a, du- a Gungan. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I will throw you through the shield and vent you with the engineering shaft on the Esselus. Sorry about the scroll <laughs> if you haven't run it. Hopefully you have. Yeah. Level 10. That's what I was... Tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to uh, some, uh, some of the guys that seen Star Wars in 3D already. I'm like, why would you want to go see Star Wars Episode One in 3D? And I asked them if they really wanted to see Jar Jar's tongue just, like, come out at them in 3D. And they said that's that's totally why they did not go. So, yeah, I probably uh, would not want to play a Gungan. Unless I could play as, like, Boss Nass. You know, that would be Body Type 4 Gungan, though. Body Type 4 is not that bad. Are you saying Boss Nass is fatter than Body Type 4? Exactly. Okay. Because Body Type 4 is not fat. It's big boned. Okay. Big boned. That's a good That's a good <laughs> response. Big boned. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. All righty then. You got and another one, we're back. <laughs> that was the last one. That's that was the last one. Good deal, good deal. All right. So that will close it out for our community cantina and we will move forward to our gaming section and so now we'll cover the last part of our of our god gilding gaming podcast and that'll be the gaming part We'll talk about some of the different aspects that are in Tor and how the guild itself is dealing with them. Um, what's the rundown? How are we going to do this, Bacon? Well, Julmay, since you know you're the newbie guy, the new just guy. Just a little bit. Just a little just bit. Just a little I mean, bit, you know. My first MMO was, wait a minute, let me think about it. Tor? Oh, yeah. It is, huh? Oh, you, you didn't play Hello Kitty Online, did you? No, I don't like cats. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't like chihuahuas. I don't like cats. Yep, yep, dogs. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, basically, I, I'm interested in in knowing or seeing like how how you view PvP, PVE. You know, doing flashpoints, questing, that kind of stuff. So, uh, PvP. Have you done War Zones at all, Ilum? Yes. You know, what, what's your uh, reaction to it? Do you like I, it? I ran Ilum today for the first time, actually, before the podcast with a group of saints. Um, we had about 16 in a raid, and it was pretty awesome. I enjoyed that for sure. A lot of dying and a lot of killing. Sounds like war. Yeah. So, we, I think I was a little bit more on the killing side than the dying, so I, was, I had a good day. Um, I run a bunch of PvP. Um, war zones. Um, I because I'm a DPS. I love Voice Star the most because it kind of puts everybody in one little pocket, and I can just blast them all. <laughs> um, I seriously dislike Hutball just because I can't just focus on putting everybody in the corner and blasting them all. Um, so you like being a disciplinarian. 
Yeah, just like laying down the wood. <laughs> that's hey, that's the reason I ran a commando, carrying enough ammo to take out a small moon. That's no moon. It's a space station. <laughs> okay. So you've been uh, enjoying PvP. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> and what about um? Like, you played, you know, you mentioned earlier about Alderaan and Tatooine. Have you ever been, uh, like, open-world PvP? Yep. We've done, we've actually, as, as, as Saints also, we've done some runs through Alderaan where, Alderaan and Tatooine, we just did one on Tatooine this past weekend, but I remember the first one we did on Alderaan, we, um, House All Day, I think that's the one that's in the middle, that's a quest hub for the Sith. We, from that point, we went north and raided a Sith base for a while. It was an epic fail. Oh, it was an epic fail. But it was fun. <laughs> we, ran in, we ran in there and those those 50 turrets, and the, I think it was like two or three 50 turrets and two or three 50 um, roaming, bot, roaming mobs. And they were worse than the actual people in there. It was like, it's just... So we took the we took the battle outside of their base after we realized, yeah, going inside was not a good idea. They didn't um, have the welcome mat laid out. No, for you? Mm-mm, mm-mm, interesting. Mm-mm. Well, since we're on the topic of PvP, we do actually have an interview set up with our Spec Ops Commander Monk, whose game in-game name is Pearly, and. Bacon is going to lead that interview for us, so we're going to sit back for a moment, kick our feet up, me and Gabby will, have some Carillion tea and some That's some, right. of, those, some of those brownies that um, fell off of J.O.'s speeder, and we'll let Bacon he take it from here. <laughs> take it away, Bacon. Okie dokie, this is our interview of Monk. You've been PvP Division Commander now for about how long? A few weeks. A few weeks. And uh, how much PvPing have you done in Tor? Well, I am level 69 Valor at the moment. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> that's quite a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of war zones. And I, I think I hit Battlemaster before they were giving Valor for Ilum, so it was uh, quite a grind. So, uh, as the PvP Division Commander, what necessarily is your job? Our main goal, I think our main goal is to uh, protect other members of the guild uh, from being ganked in PvE. Yeah, that's definitely a big thing. I know there's a lot of uh, guildies that aren't necessarily comfortable with us being on a PvP server, but uh, I've also talked and heard a lot of good things from from you guys being there, you know, helping out when they're getting ganked and whatnot. Yep, that's our, our main responsibility if somebody needs help. Uh, we're, we, uh, we drop what we're doing unless uh, it's a big commitment like raiding or running a flashpoint and then go help them. So how many people do you have in, uh, in your PvP division and under you that would go and help out on such an occasion? Well, it seems like we have about uh, five to ten people from the PvP division online at any one time. But if you count if you count the reserves, there's probably uh, a few more. Now, like if I'm getting ganked, 
uh, say on like Alderaan or Tatooine, how do I get you guys to like come help me out? Um, look us up on the uh, guild roster, and we'll have a special forces saint next to our name, rank, or on the website. Or you can just say something in guild chat, and even people who aren't members of the, of the PvP division like to come out and help. Um, TeamSpeak is probably the best way. Go down to one of the PvP channels or just hop in there and say, hey, is anybody from the special, Defor special forces division on who could help? So do you think it's a... It's a big thing, right, to pr protecting our members, especially if they're out questing. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's it helps a lot if you're a uh, max level to be able to protect people because in, and and to have some PvP gear so that you're not you don't just become one of the people being griefed when you show up. As a PvP commander, like what kind of people are you looking for in your division to help out? I like people to be active. Um, you don't have to have a certain skill set. You just got to um, not be afraid to to die, really, is the main thing. When you're PvPing, dying is part of the part of the deal. So you, got, you have to get over that fear and just go out there and have fun and fight the other guy and just realize that the enemy is just another person like you on the other end trying to have fun in the same way. So as long as you fo foster a... Um, a good kind environment where you're not griefing the other team. I think I think with PvP some people take it too seriously, so you have to be be willing to joke, you know, laugh at yourself and joke around and uh, not be afraid to die. Not be afraid to die. Oh. That uh has some quite interesting implications even as a Christian, right? Yeah. Yeah, but in game it it happens a lot. So you just got to realize that uh, there's no death penalty, and that's the same way with uh, being a Christian. There's no death penalty, so just go yeah. at it. Go Jesus for it. Jesus paid the price. And there's no uh, no durability hits when PvP, which is nice. You don't have to pay a repair bill every time you wipe and die. Oh, that gets uh, quite expensive. I was on a raid the other day. I had like 80k repair bill. I mean, oh man, maybe I need to PvP some more. Well, you run a lot of war zones, you'll have enough money to pay for those repair bills. Ah, war zones, war zones. Now, what what do you guys do for war zones? Like we've talked a lot about open world PvP, and you know, helping out people who are getting ganked. But well, uh, we, we we haven't organized with anything with war zones yet. Right now, the game doesn't really have a structure for competitive play and ranking, but supposedly they're working on it so when they do get that in game we're going to start forming up teams or we might even start doing it now and getting ready to um to hit the ground running when they do launch that system that's cool um now ilum is a big big planet of pvpness and craziness going on there what kind of ilum stuff have we been uh doing as a guild well, it seems like a lot of the, most of the server, when they go to Ilum, they just join the big mob that, that just, uh, uh, they go fishing, they pull kills back and forth, and it, it's kind of boring for me. So what we, what we try to do is we try to get a lot of us together as a guild, maybe uh, anywhere from four to 16 of us, and just go out there and uh, flank, flank the, the enemy, come up from behind, take, take objectives, and, and shake it up a little bit. Get things, uh, get 
get the battlefield moving around so it isn't just those two stagnant uh, blobs fighting each other. That gets boring quick, and it causes a lot of uh, performance issues with the game. So I don't know. I like to spread things out, and I think that's probably a lot more fun than sitting there farming kills. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And farming and being farmed. And... I mean, you just sit there for half an hour and get your daily done, but you, did you really have any fun? Yeah, it's definitely a lot more fun being out in the open world where things are a little more spontaneous, unpredictable. And hopefully in the future they get some systems where, where um, we can be out PvPing in the open world and not just relegated to Ilum. Yeah, it would be cool. Um, were you at... I know Julemay ran an event on Outlaw's Den yesterday. Were you there at all? Yeah, I came at the beginning, but then they needed me to fill in for uh, for Joshua for the raid. Gotcha. Do you know uh, what kind of PvP that could go on there? Yeah, that seems like it could be uh, real fun. I just wish the guild we could fight each other in our own guild, but uh, we can't team up for that. We have to actually drop guild to do that at the moment. Yeah, that's a little bit annoying, but it's kind of cool, I guess, if you want to do uh, you know, different guild wars and something like that. But then that's an entirely different game, isn't it? Yeah, that we are. A lot of people in the PvP division are looking forward to uh, Guild Wars 2 launching. Um, that's. It seems like that the game is going to have a lot more um, dedicated PvP features and and uh, competitive PvP system built in from the beginning. But you know what? The Guild the PvP division isn't just with one game or two games. We uh, we encompass uh, every game that the Guild supports or doesn't support. But right now, main stuff, everybody is playing Tor, that's where the main support is, right? Yep, that's where the uh, most of the activity is, that's where a lot of the guildies are at right now. So uh, I'm just trying to log on to Tor as much as I can and, and help keep things organized and moving. Now, for PvP, sometimes there's a barrier, at least it feels like a barrier to entry with some people playing or getting into war zones or even open world. Um, is there any way that you think you can try to ease in people? Yeah, you know what we've been doing a lot? Um, when we do the Bell Savas boss, we always end up waiting around for a long time because there's a few people who, uh, who take a while to get up there to do the world boss in Bell Savas. And it seems like we're uh, sitting around dueling a lot. And that, I think that's a good way for guildies just to have fun and and battle each other, and it, I think it breaks the ice so that um, so that you just get used to uh, the feeling of PvP and fighting another person. Right, but it's in a point. it's in a safe environment where you're laughing at each other, you're laughing with each other instead of at each other. Awesome, awesome. Well, we thank you, Monk, for uh, spending some time with us to uh, be on the podcast. After all, you did win that competition of getting to 51st, right? Yep, and I didn't know about it till I was, like, at 40. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's because I was just like, well, maybe maybe we should uh, throw a bone out to somebody who, who gets to 51st, make it a little fun competition. Yeah, it's nice to get something for all those uh, sleepless nights. Man, yeah, how did you level so fast? I think... After doing it so many times in beta, it was just, I knew where to go and 
and uh, what to do to get the best XP. Awesome. Well, thanks again uh, for coming on here and giving a little uh, interview and discussion on the PvP division. No problem. God bless. Man, like that interview, like that interview. What you think about that, Gabby? Monk, he's the man. Yeah. Anytime, anytime you want to lead me around a, a planet, Monk, I'm all in for that. And then him, talking, him talking about, you know, all the things, all the little tidbits that the PvP division does reminds me of the time we went to go help out on Tatooine, a guildie that was having some issues, and we decided we took it helping out a guildie to raiding a sipped base and it was crazy man we we beat down one of their champion guards down to one percent and as soon as you get them to no health they jump back to their previous spot and come back at you with full health really really <laughs> really they're uh they're pretty powerful you know up next i guess we'll, we'll talk about some crew skill, crew skills you know those things, Dulmay? Oh yeah, I've I've enjoyed crafting actually. Um, I have numerous purples on my Cybertech. So I'm I I can fully craft my trooper up all the way through the higher levels. Um, I am able to craft my smuggler now that he's you know in his his. Was he in his twenties, low twenties now? I can, I can set him up all the way through, and my sage, which has like level eleven now, is doing artifice. So with my craft, with my cyber tech, I can do armors and mods. With my sage, who's doing artifice, I can do enhancements. So I got it all set now. So you haven't experienced much uh, crafting in other games, have you? No. But the one um, Lotro, Gabby's like Lotro. Did you say Lotro? Lotro, Lotro. Yeah, I played. I tried Lotro for a while, and um, I think I got my character up to like fifteen, twenty, something like that. And I tried crafting in the beginning. And I could not figure crafting out for Lotro for anything. For Tor, it was rather easy. Find the match. You link the match to what you want to do, and you're good to go. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely That's like. Uh, I definitely like Tor's crafting system. I, f I think it's really uh, the barrier to entry isn't so uh, daunting. Mm -hmm. Has the crafting improved in Tor since beta? I remember the crafting in beta, and I felt a little lost. Maybe I had too much Lotro in the brain. Um, I mean they've changed some things, but it's it's still pretty uh, pretty simple. Like they have. Uh, different grades or tiers of crafting items and there's six different tiers of mats that you need and um, you know if you have the the right professions or not the right professions but the right crew skills together you can basically get everything that you need to make the items um, whatever you want to but I think That's it, great. it's pretty simple that's good. That's good. Uh, I, I just couldn't wrap my brain around it in the beta test. But I know Filmanov during beta spent gobs of time uh, figuring it out. And he's really sharp on crafting. Yeah. 
It was funny. I remember during beta, I was um in a in a team speak channel with with Dasu and and Filmanov, and Dasu was talking about, yeah, I got all of my I got all of my um, characters either in blues or purples. I had not the slightest idea what he was talking about. I was like, blues or purples? What is that? The colors. Yeah, I had not the slightest idea what he was talking about. <laughs> now I had all kinds of purples all over my 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 recipe list. I've learned quickly. Yeah, I definitely I like this system a lot more and being able to learn your own schematics by creating a green, reverse engineering it into blue, create some blues, reverse engineer it into purples. I mean that's kind of nice too. So we've been talking uh, quite a long time. Oh, it almost seems like forever, and we could probably go on forever. Is there anything else, Joel May, that you uh, you like about this game, or that kind of stands out to you? I am enjoying the story. Trooper story was awesome. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I did like the trooper story. Um, I've only played the trooper and the smuggler, so to all the way. I think I played the smuggler through Alderaan. So. When you, if I compare class uh, the phase one of the trooper to phase one of the smuggler, doesn't even compare. Trooper hands down. Interesting. I'm uh, leveling up my smuggler right now. With my main being a trooper, and uh, I don't know. I, I find it interesting. It's definitely a different uh, story. Definitely. Uh, definitely different people. You know, the smuggler's a lot more. Uh, one one liner and yeah <laughs> exactly more out for himself than he is for the republic but but I, I definitely like uh, all the different storylines I'm interested to see and where this will go and and the interesting thing about it is with my smuggler being uh on first I'm worried about as me type person and my trooper being you know it's all about the republic. I actually got more dark side points from my trooper than I do from my smuggler. I mean, sometimes the light, the light choice just is not what I want to do as a trooper. As a smuggler, I can. Uh, it's the only person I got to worry about is me. I don't have to worry yeah. about everybody else. Yeah, sometimes you just don't want to be a pacifist trooper. It just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, that will pretty much cover all of our information for today. For those of you that are in our guild, we, we, we're we supposed to do this more frequently than once every other month. We're going to get our schedule back up to um, maybe two or three a month. And for those that are outside the guild, we thank you for listening. And if you have any suggestions for those that are inside and outside the guild, please drop us a note in the forums and let us know what you think or what you'd like to see added. Um, you can find us on our website at sotor.guildlaunch.com, and there's the podcast link right on the left-hand side. Thanks, uh, Jume, and thank you, Gabby, uh, for sitting in for things. Yeah, and next time uh, we get together, we're going to break it down to, and take the town. That's awesome, Gabby. And so at this point of the podcast, our guild leader, Jailthon, would like to include a a special message to everyone without further ado i give you our overseer our leader jailthon 
Hello, and thank you for listening to the Saints 3G Podcast, God, Guild, and Gaming. I am Jay Othon, founder and overseer of the Saints of the Old Republic, a Christian gaming community. I want to personally invite each of you to visit our website and consider joining us. Everyone here is a born-again Christian. Honoring God is always our primary focus, and online gaming is just another word for fellowship. God has richly blessed us with a growing and thriving community of like-minded Christian gamers, and we would love to have you become a part of it. It's safe for children, it's friendly, and it's also a lot of fun. I also like to take a moment to thank the one who makes us all possible, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you cannot honestly say that heaven is your home and Christ is your Savior, I want to encourage you to take care of that today. God loved you so much, He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for your sins. And He was buried and He rose again the third day, just like the Bible said, and has promised salvation to any who would call on His name. Have you made that call? If you haven't made that call, I want to encourage you to stop by our website and let us help you know how you can be sure that heaven is your home. I look forward to your visit and want to thank you again for listening to our podcast. I hope it's been a blessing to you. God bless. Thank you for those words, Jail. And as we've had such fun rekindling our podcast, um, I'd like to let everybody know and remind you that I am your host, Jume Hadai, Ambassador for the Saints of the Republic. And I have here with me... Sandwich man, saint first class, person who does the podcast. And he was a poet and didn't even know it, wasn't he? And come on. We had Gabe here, Gabby, and I just kind of a privilege to uh, sit in with you guys and learn a lot. And it just, it was a real hoot. Oh, we definitely have fun doing these. We want to thank everybody for joining us, for for listening to us ramble, and let us know what you think. God bless, and have a nice day. What does it mean to break it down and take the town? <laughs> I'm sitting there wondering, you know, we could take that multiple ways. <laughs> I was wondering when that question was going to come. <laughs> threads? Yeah, you know, threads, like, in our forums. You with this, Gabby? I'm going to be in trouble here. Um... <laughs> okay, good. Hold on. <laughs> Sweat's rolling down my forehead, going, okay, these guys know what they're doing. What do, what am I, what, what's this, what's this? What do they have me saying? Give us some whole music on that. So, so, uh, I was about to go Mr. T and say, I'm pitiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I'm going to crawl under the table and, um, <laughs> recover slowly. <laughs> oh, I didn't come out right. Ah, forget it. Transfer of data is complete.